we're certainly glad that you are able to make it in today. As busy as we, you know, I'm sure you are getting back to school. Yes, and everything we're trying to cram into these four weeks between Thanksgiving and December. I'm sure everyone in Alpine feels the same way as well. There's so many amazing things happening both in the district but across the community as well during this time of year. First day of December, Martin, which that's wild. Hard to believe. Here we 24 are. 24 days till Christmas. That's right. Last month of 2023. And on today's show, we're going to talk about um, three things. Uh, share a little bit about a celebration we're having across the district, really across the community, about a $1 million grant we just received uh, called a Stronger Connections Grant. So we'll dig into that in a little bit. Um, also going to continue with some legislative updates, the legislative session that just will not end. Uh, we'll talk a bit about what's happened there over the last three weeks because of course there was uh, many more updates there and then we have some uh, buck brilliant student athlete all academic accolades that we're going to brag on our kiddos at the end of the show as well well looking forward to all of it and well let's start with the the grants okay so we just found out um and just announced last week that we are the recipients of a one million dollar stronger connections grant from the state of texas and this grant is focused on fostering student wellness and belonging so making sure that our kiddos are doing well mentally physically um, academically in all areas and that they feel strong sense of belonging to their school district right that they identify as an Alpine Buck in a really positive way. We were one of 90 school districts across Texas to receive one of these $1 million awards and one of only two districts in our part of West Texas, the other district being Culberson County Alamore ISD, which is in Van Horn just down the road. So we're excited for, for them as well. Fantastic. So the goal of this grant, what we want to do is we want to become the best resourced school district in the Big Bend area, maybe in West Texas, y'all, in terms of student belonging, student wellness, and success. Yes, our kids come to Alpine ISD to reach their full academic potential, but also their potential in all areas in terms of um, overall wellness and the whole child. So let me tell you a little bit about how we got to this point because um, receiving a $1 million grant doesn't just happen. There's a no, lot I'm that goes sure. into that. And so over the summer, we had a number of planning meetings. And uh, one of the most helpful was meeting with our Alpine ISD campus counselors. And so this is Emily Hendricks at Alpine Elementary, Adrian Reyes at Alpine Middle School, and Sandra Alvidrez at Alpine High School, as well as two local LPCs or licensed professional counselors. And we worked on the grant application together, really dreaming about what what could we do for our kids, for our staff, for our community, if we had a million dollars to put into student wellness and belonging? Like, what could that bring to Alpine? And so wanted to share with folks listening today a little bit about um, what we came up with, right? What that might look like. Um, as we go into this section, I'm going to do a little disclaimer, which is to say super early days in the grant, like to the point where when we've emailed TEA some questions, they're like, that's a great question. Let us get back to you in a couple of months. So we really, the, the TA is positioning the next 10 months as planning for the grant and we'll receive more information on um, requirements and direct um, guidance, if you will, into the spring. But right now, I want to share with you all what we're thinking we'll be able to do with this grant. But this may have to tweak a little bit depending on what the state adds to it. So our current thinking is that we'll be able to bring in some additional behavior programs, character education, um, some more counseling services for our children, also wellness centers. We're going to dig into that one in just a second. Any kind of wraparound support. So we've got lots of great partnerships already in place to provide, you know, 
other wraparound supports look like um, uh, food outside of school hours. It looks like uh, medical care outside of school hours. But how could we really uh, reinforce or kind of re um, strengthen those supports even further? These funds will be for all three campuses, which we love. It's about building this pre-K through 12th grade pipeline of wellness across the school district. Um, other things we're thinking about using the funds for, continuing to fund our school counselor positions, bringing back a licensed professional counselor to the school district who can work full-time um, with kiddos across three campuses. Wellness and recreation centers, our campuses are really excited about this. What does that mean? So at the elementary, that might mean a whole new playground equipment outside. Like imagine what it would look like to retrofit each of our three outside playgrounds um, uh, to br bring them up to date, right? Haven't been, some of them haven't been touched in 30 years. Wow. So um, that would be really, really welcome. I know middle school is looking at like a new basketball outdoor place and some benches and things like that as well. Um, outdoor learning spaces or outdoor classrooms, what could those look like? So again, really in the early days of this grant, but our focus is how can we make big investments across the district um, on behalf of the wellness of our students, staff, and community. So really excited about that. Um, when we talk about these grants, so I wanted to add this part in at the end. Yes, we talked about this goal of becoming the best resource school district in Big Ben in terms of student wellness. But really, any time we go after any grant, it's about what are the outcomes we can improve for kids, right? What are the, what are the, so we're going to do all these things, great, and what will be different for kids as a result of that? And so really with this grant, it is to increase student wellness overall. But what will that look like, right? When kids are doing better, then we'll have less chronic absenteeism. We'll have less incidence of uh, bullying and harassment. And not that those things are widespread across the district, but they can be diminished even further with um, a grant like this. We'll also see our attendance rate continue to increase. We're celebrating being three percentage points higher in attendance this year than we were last year. Um, that's a result of so many people working together to make that happen. Um, but again, we could see further increases there. And then um, also increases in academic outcomes that all of our kids are being a little bit more successful because of bringing in more supports to help them get there. So excited about what this can bring to our community. I think it's a great example of how in rural communities, the school district serves as the center of the community. I've been thinking about that all week as I've been at um, Alpine Junior Buck events at our elementary and middle school last night and at Buck Stadium the, night, the other nights this week about how the school is so much more than just the eight to four that we have our kiddos, right? No. We do so much in the community. It's the heart of the community. Absolutely. And so this is an opportunity for our school district to lead for youth wellness on behalf of Alpine as well. And so we're really excited about that. So what's to come? What can you expect to hear about or see if, uh, from this grant over the next uh, year or so? That we're going to have 10 months of planning. So you'll hear more from us about what this what this looks like as we learn more from TEA about what they're expecting and the supports they'll be providing. And then we'll be launching this brand new student support program um, in August 2024 when we welcome kids back for the 24-25 school year. Well, congratulations on this grant. Thank you. We're excited about it. Really excited about it. All right, so Martin, I feel like our shows have become a bit of a legislative sandwich every time because every time I, I work on, like, what are the three things we're going to talk about? Legislative updates end up in there. I'm like, we need to move past this. And trust me, we would love to be on the other side of um, a legislative, uh, really wrapping up the legislative season, but we're not there. We're not there. We're in the fourth called special session. There's about a week left in it, and a lot has happened in this fourth session that I wanted to update our folks on. Um, spoiler 
spoiler alert, going to get right to the, the bottom line. No good news for schools. No good news for schools. Um, but let me tell you how we got there. First, I'm going to start with a claim that some in the Senate have been pushing over the last few weeks. I wanted to kind of debunk this for folks in case you've heard it as well. So at the Texas Senate, there have been folks who've been saying, you know, we've increased funding for public education by $25 billion, billion with a B, this year. What more do schools want? Right. And if you hear that, you might be like, what? Twenty five billion. Like that should be yeah, yeah. That's a lot of money. Um, and so I, I think back to when I was young, um, sometimes in the summer, particularly we'd drive around with my dad and we would hear Paul Harvey's The Rest of the Story. I loved, loved, loved that show. And so we're going to do a little spinoff on that and do the rest of the story with this twenty five billion dollar claim so we can figure out what's actually going on with that. So of that twenty five billion that the Senate is um, the Senate and the legislature has put into public education, only four billion of that is actually increased funding for schools. And some of it, some of that increase is actually just a restoration of funding that was cut in the last five years. So like they cut money and then they restored it back to that same exact level and then claim, look at us, look at us putting more money into public ed, right? Like a little disingenuous there. Um, But let's talk about that 4 billion that actually is an increase and like how, so what does that look like in Alpine ISD, right? 4 billion is a lot of money, except that it gets split across 1,200 school districts in the state of Texas, of which Alpine is one of the smaller ones. Um, and so our portion of that $4 billion is a $240,000 increase. $240,000 is a lot of money, yeah. a lot of money. Um, but when you compare that to a 12 to $15 million annual budget, that's actually only yeah, about a 2% peak. increase, right? So absolutely not keeping up with inflation, which we've seen over the last four years, about a 15 to 29% increase in our costs. But it is something. It is something and we're grateful for it and we'll take it. We don't but, want them to take that away too. <laughs> right. We will we'll take those crumbs and we'll call out that that's not actually a 29% increase in funding, which is some of what they're claiming with this $25 billion increase. So so if if the state's only increased funding by 4 billion out of this 25 billion, what's the rest of that 25 billion that they're saying, "Hey, we increased public ed funding." So here here's what's going on with that. The Senate is claiming that $18 billion that they're using to buy down property tax relief, they're calling that new public education funding. And our listeners will know about this. We've talked about this on many occasions on the show. This is no new funding for schools. Um, Rather, this is right sizing a past shift. And let me unpack this just a little bit. We've talked in the past about how the state had been shifting more and more of school district funding to local property owners, right? Y'all have seen that where your um, Alpine ISD tax, uh, taxes have maybe gone up, up year over up, year, up, up. even though your school district was getting nothing new, right? Which that's that's infuriating. Um, but what was happening was the state was taking keeping the, sa- the amount that goes to schools the same, but just making local taxpayers pay more of it while the state paid less, right? So the state paid less and uh, state pocketed a whole bunch more into its surplus, which is part of how we ended up at these record surplus levels. So this $8 billion was used to right-size the state share and decrease the local share. So right now people are getting their um, property tax Um, bills for the year. Homesteaders, uh, if you check your uh, property tax roll, you should see on average that your Alpine ISD taxes have been cut in half, which is a welcome relief. But that is coming from this state um, investment, if you will, to buy down the local share that they had had increased over time. So that's where that that big increase, if you will, is coming. But no, none of that $18 billion is actually new money for schools. It's $0 increase for Alpine ISD and for the other 12 
1200 districts across the state. So here's the good news. We've talked about this before. There is new money, y'all, waiting for legislation. There is $6 billion of new funding for public education that is allocated in the state budget um, that we should have been receiving as of July 1 of 2023. So we're like six months overdue on this funding being in our schools, right, used for teachers and students and to increase outcomes for kids. But it requires legislation to pass. And that's where we're not making progress. So let's talk about what happened right before Thanksgiving. There was a vouchers vote pre-Thanksgiving. The House floor took a vote on a bill um, that uh, would, would allocate that $6 billion of public ed funding. And originally that bill included vouchers. And then on the House floor, the House voted to strip the vouchers from that bill. A quick reminder for our listeners, vouchers is using public funds um, to pay for private education without uh, accountability or transparency. And at that point, when the vouchers were pulled from the bill, the bill was effectively killed by House leadership, despite the fact that it included so many other provisions to spend that $6 billion to increase public ed funding, right? And so there has been no movement on actual public ed funding bills since that time. There is a glimmer of hope, but not much. There's actually a couple bills that have been passed by one of the two respected house, respective houses, if you will. The Senate has passed a bill that would increase teacher pay by $10,000 per teacher in smaller schools, and that would be um, what would happen for Alpine ISD teachers. There's no corresponding increase for other staff, so it's an, definitely an imperfect bill, but it's something, right? It's not a school funding bill. It doesn't actually address any of the school funding inequities, but it's it's a much needed teacher salary increase bill, which we know we need that across the state. Um, that bill has passed the Senate. That's great news. But it's not being heard by the House since uh, vouchers aren't moving. And the governor has already said that even if the House passed that bill, he would veto it and he would veto teacher pay raises if vouchers don't come to him first. He wants vouchers. He wants vouchers at all costs. So what we're doing here is we're talking about what are the actual costs to that, right? And one of the costs is uh, no progress on teacher pay raises. On the House side, the House has passed two safety and security bills that would drastically increase school safety and security funding. And this would help schools meet the new unfunded mandates that were created by the legislature around school safety. Um, that bill is not being heard by the Senate, again, because vouchers haven't mo moved through. And the governor has said he would veto a school safety bill as well um, if vouchers don't move through. And so that's the stalemate that we're at with one week left in special session. Mm. What I wanted to talk about briefly here before we move on to good news, it's coming, y'all. This is the this is the um, negative part of the sandwich, but there's good news coming. I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of a damage assessment of what this has cost our schools over the past 12 months. And again, if you've been listening to the show, oh, so you've been following along. Part. This is the good part. No, the good part's oh, after this. Okay. This is not the good part. Okay. But I want us to name this part. And so two parts kind of of this damage assessment. One is that we see a continued underfunding of public schools. Absolutely. And that is expanding into more and more schools. Here in Alpine, we've been underfunded for a while, but many school districts that weren't are now starting to be, and they're experiencing that for the first time, right? That is... Um, it's shameful at a time when we have a fully funded rainy day fund and um, a record state surplus. But the other damage that this whole year has um, has kind of imparted on schools is the harm that's been caused um, by deliberately attacking public schools um, over the whole year as a political move to force vouchers through. And I want us to be really cognizant of this. Like, how, how has this happened? 
you know, state leaders have attacked public schools, attacked public school teachers, attacked administrators. They've spread narratives about failing schools. They've manufactured culture war crises that aren't happening in our schools as a way to kind of intentionally um, foster distrust between communities and their schools. And y'all, that has a cost, right? Like locally, that looks like people might start trusting their schools less. Um, people might assume the worst about what's happening in schools. It kind of creates this us versus them, parents versus schools or communities versus schools. When y'all like we are all Buck Nation, we are all on the same team together. We all these are our neighbors and our friends who work in our schools on behalf of kids. Um, and, in, and at some point that can result in morale issues that actually push great people out of public education. And that is not what we want here in Alpine. And so what I want us to think about is what can we do locally to counteract this manufactured division, right? We don't have to buy into that. So I would encourage everyone listening to celebrate the great things that are going on in our schools every day. And again, there are great things happening every day in Alpine ISD. When you see something, say something. And what I mean is when you see something good, say something good, right? Uh, begin to rebuild that positive perception of the great things that are happening. When you have concerns, bring them to us to work on together. And then legislatively, we have to keep advocating for what the real issues are, right? Around public funding and around um, rebuilding the teaching profession and public education as a whole. So just wanted to kind of call that out as there, even if, aside from the persistent underfunding, there's damage to um, the reputation of public schools. And that doesn't have to be the case. We can continue to champion and uphold the excellence and the love that we have for Alpine ISD. Well, I want to thank you. Excuse me, I want to thank you for bringing all of this to everyone's attention because it's something we all need to be aware of. Absolutely. And uh, we want to, if we want to improve public schools, which they should be wanting to do also, it right. takes funding. Right, absolutely. And our schools are our schools to champion, to enjoy, and to build into the excellent, uh, to continue to foster that excellence that we all want and that we all are striving for. All right, speaking of excellence, this is such a fun way to end. Student athlete, all academic accolades. So this is a really, really big celebration. Y'all may know that as fall sports wrap up, district um, accolades are released for each sport. So this is like, um, MVP, first team, second team, honorable mention for volleyball, football, etc. And we have so much to celebrate there. If you haven't seen those releases yet, you can go check them out on our Facebook or our Instagram pages. So much representation for our Bucks with our Bucks cleaning up on those district accolades. So go check those out and celebrate those. But what I want to talk about as a special celebration this year is the amount of our kiddos who also, in addition to all of those athletic accolades, qualified for academic all-district accolades, too. And so what does it take to be an academic all-district athlete? You have to have a 90% greater or greater average across all your courses while being a full-time varsity athlete. And that is no easy easy task, especially when you're taking things like Algebra 2, Pre-Calculus, Chemistry, all of these really challenging classes. And you're super busy because you're a full-time varsity athlete as well. So this year, our coaches had a very explicit focus on excellence in the classroom while also being excellent on the field or on the court. High standards, 
also high support. We're going to help all of our kids be super successful in the classroom while we're also being super successful in the field. And so excited to announce that 100% of our varsity volleyball players earned academic all district honors. Right Every single player. So way to go, Lady Bucks. And 95% of our varsity football players earned academic all district honors. And we have not seen that number in wow. a while. And Impressive. that was so much hard work from every single one of those players and their coaches and their teachers as well. So a little bit of a teaser here. You might be wondering about what about cross country awards? Well, they're being announced later today and in the coming week. So I won't spoil that news, but I will share that there's great news coming there too. And we're so proud of all of our student athletes um, for rising to our expectations of excellence, both on and off the field as well. So great way to wrap up uh, with a celebration that those kiddos worked months and months to earn. So as we wrap up today, um, I just I love this time of year post Thanksgiving when we focus on gratitude and looking forward to the Christmas and the holiday season and just wanted to say that I just feel so blessed to be here and I hope everyone in Alpine ISD feels blessed to be part of such a great school district, right? Where we're focused on excellence. We are not perfect, but we're always progressing and uh, just so thankful to be part of this at this moment in time. Well, I want to thank you for coming in, and thank you for all the hard work you do uh, just to even put this one program on. It's, it's quite a task. Thank you, sir. Go Bucks. Okay. Hey, you've been listening to Buck Banter. Buck Banter is brought to you every other Friday at this time, and it is brought to you by the West Texas National Bank. <laughs>